Hello, this is Arnthal James with Rose Arbor, and welcome to the inaugural pilot episode of the Box of Chocolates podcast. In today's episode, tentatively titled The Ghost Inside, the first four chapters of the brilliant Emily Bronte novel Wuthering Heights will be discussed, complete with a background of Miss Bronte's life as well as a statement from Emily's sister Charlotte. Though Wuthering Heights was the only novel that Bronte ever published, the novel was a polarizing cultural force in its day and has left Bronte with a towering legacy in the British literature circle. Lockwood, who narrates the story, is a new tenant in a nearby estate and decides to visit his landlord, a mysterious man named Heathcliff. When he gets to Wuthering Heights, which is the estate Heathcliff lives at, he's treated very badly, even being attacked by Heathcliff's dogs as he leaves Wuthering Heights during a blizzard. Forced to return to Wuthering Heights due to a nosebleed, Lockwood experiences a nightmare in which he believes he is visited by the ghost of Catherine, who is Heathcliff's lost love. Lockwood flees the room, but a longing Heathcliff stays in the haunted room, pleading futilely for Catherine's ghost to come back. Emily Bronte was born on July 30th, 1818. She was the fifth of six children. Emily developed literary gifts at a very young age. When Emily was six, her family moved to Hayworth, and it was here that the family's gifts began to blossom. After the death of her mother, Emily's three sisters, Elizabeth, Charlotte, and Maria, were sent away for schooling where they were abused. The world was informed of this by Charlotte's book, Jane Eyre. Emily had joined the school, but not for long. When an epidemic swept the school, Maria and Elizabeth had caught it. Maria was sent home, where she passed away. The rest of the girls were removed from the school. Unfortunately, when they returned home, Emily also lost her other sister, Elizabeth. The remaining sisters and their brother were educated at home by their father and their aunt. The girls always had a vision of opening their own school. In September 1838, when Emily was just 20 years old, she became a teacher at Law Hill School. But the 17-hour workdays caused Emily to suffer a great deal of stress, and she eventually became ill. In April 1839, she returned home to stay where she was a housekeeper. She also taught herself German, and she already knew French. She also taught herself how to play the piano. The sibling's dream of their own school had not become a reality. A few years later, Charlotte found Emily's notebooks full of poems. One was about their fictional island, and the other didn't have a specific genre. Emily was very angry with her sisters because she felt that her privacy had been violated. Charlotte encouraged Emily to publish her poems, but she refused until her sister Anne brought her hidden poems about the island also. Her, Ellis, and Acton Bell. The sisters changed their names, Charlotte to Kerr, Emily to Ellis, and Anne to Acton, to avoid prejudice against women authors. The book only received mediocre reviews. However, Emily was already working on her novel by this time. Wuthering Heights was published in 1847 as two of three volumes. The last volume was Anne's Agnes Grey. The structure puzzled critics and received mixed reviews. It was also condemned for its portrayal of immoral passion. Eventually, Wuthering Heights did become a classic novel three years later in 1850. Emily had not lived to see her novel become a classic, though. She died on December 19, 1848, and was just 30 years old. She had already had bad health from the contaminated water at her home that came from a runoff of the church graveyard. She caught a cold at her brother's funeral, but rejected medical aid. She stated that she wouldn't let, quote-unquote, no poisoning doctor near her. Today, Emily's sister Charlotte has agreed to come answer some questions. Thank you for being here with us today, Charlotte.
What are some characteristics that you would say describe Emily? Emily was very independent, but also withdrawn. She was a little bit reclusive and had a strong attachment to home, but that does not mean she was weak or dependent. My sister was courageous, caring, and loyal as well. Do you have any examples or interesting stories that portray this? Oh, of course. There are many ways that M depicted these attributes, but one time our family servant, Tabby, had broken her leg. Emily left home to go care for her until she was healed. Well, Aunt Elizabeth had died before Tabby's leg was fully healed, so Emily brought her back home to live with us until she was better. Being such a kind and loving person, Emily must have had many friends, no? No, not really. Emily was not even really well known. Besides mine and my sister's friends being her acquaintances, she didn't have very many friends. Us siblings were all very close, however. And lastly, do you think Emily would be satisfied that her book is published under her real name if she were still alive? I cannot say. All I know is that the world deserved to know the true author of such an incredible book. I wonder how many she could have written if her death delayed. But day by day, when I saw with what a front she met suffering, I looked on her anguished wonder and love. Stronger than a man, simpler than a child, her nature stood alone.